In a season that has arguably been defined by the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, it is appropriate on this mailbag edition of the show that the first question we're going to get to is what is one positive and one negative we can take away no matter how it ends. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you so much for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there, and please hit that subscribe or follow button wherever it is that you're listening to or watching the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And coming up on today's show, a mailbag edition of the show. These are leftover questions from like late last week. And so it's so funny. A lot of them I have to like throw, not in the garbage, but to the bottom of the pile because they were just so negative because the team at that point, it was before this five and one homestand. And so I kind of had to discard. It's not that those questions are no longer relevant. It's just that they're not topical. They're not the questions of the hour, but these ones are. Daniel asks, taking a more balanced question here, a rose and a thorn. What is your rose for the season? Something positive to take away no matter what happens. And a negative thorn. Uh, again, no matter what happens, even if the Giants go on to make a deep playoff run somehow. So it's tough to come up with a negative, even if they make a tough playoff, a deep playoff run, you know, like you get what I'm saying. I'll get there later but the positive <clears throat> that i definitely take away from this season first and foremost is that the youth movement has finally arrived i think for the longest time and especially when you know starting in 2017 really where we were looking at a lot of the same players and a lot of losing 17 was bad 18 was bad 19 below 500 again 2020 was obviously the pandemic year. 2021, fluke, miracle, 107 win regular season. 2022, back to 500. A lot of the time, I mean, when did any young players kind of come up and make an impact? We had Logan Webb, Camilo Duvall, Tyro Estrada, and that's a that's a nice little grouping there. But this year, we've seen just an influx. And so, like, the per the person who comes to mind immediately is Patrick Bailey. Because, look, I've got nothing against the guy personally. But Joey Bart, if you follow my show, you know that I was, I've been skeptical about him for a long time. And apparently so have the Giants. Because they, 
you know, Patrick Bailey very much passed Bart on the depth chart, and Bart has spent most of the season in AAA, and they've, they've even got, you know, a Rule 5 guy in Blake Sable, who's not even really a catcher by trade, but is doing an acceptable job, I would say. Not great, below average, but acceptable enough. So, but Bailey, I mean, he looks like a kind of franchise cornerstone type of player, largely defensively, but can hold his own with the bat as well. Not someone who's just can't hit a lick and is good defensively. And then you've got like, I'm so encouraged by a 21-year-old Luis Mato showing what he's showing. Like to be 21 and doing what he's doing is incredible. You know, he's it's not like he's been great, but he's 21 years old. And so I expect continued development and improvement. And I think he's going to be a good player. And so the fact that we've had a lot of Luis Matos in the major leagues, we also had Marco Luciano make his major league debut. And I know it was short. He may make an impact down the stretch. Uh, that'll be really interesting to see and to see if they continue to kind of platoon him if or if, because they don't have a shortstop really after this year. And so Luciano, if he could be that guy, I'd like to see it as much as possible down the stretch, especially because Brandon Crawford has just frankly been bad and not good defensively, really, and certainly not good hitting. And so you don't really have much to lose uh, going with Luciano if he's healthy and just seeing what you have there. So there are others. Kyle Harrison has arrived. Keaton Wynn, you know, the impact that he's made. Uh, Tristan Beck, like so many rookies. That's that's the positive no matter what for me, slam dunk. The negative this is why I have a hard time saying even if they go and make a run and get into the playoffs and make a deep playoff run, it would be hard for me to continue to say that this is a negative. But for me, it's that I lost faith in the hitting coaches, uh, Justin Veely and Dustin Lind, like specifically just because they went through this stretch of about 40% of the season where they were like the worst offensive team in baseball, worst average, worst on base, worst slugging can make a case that the Rockies were worse when you adjust for the ballpark, but that's it. Only the Rockies, maybe. And that's a big chunk of the season. However, for the first 47 and a half percent of the season, they were one of the better offensive teams in the game. And then in the last six games they've been the best offensive team obviously that's a tiny sample but i did note that they're they've been this little six game stretch no team has really been better offensively and so that's why i say like if they keep that up and then they do it in the playoffs then i'm it's going to be hard for me to say this is a real negative um I don't know if there's some player. I mean, David VR is probably a disappointment no matter what, but that was, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, it's really like, I mean, I guess you could, you're saying no matter what, like if they fail to make the playoffs, if they struggle down the stretch, then it would be like losing faith in Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler to be able to lead this team. But if they go on a run, make the playoffs and then have a deep run. It would be hard to argue that they're some kind of failed leadership, you know? So I'm going with the hitting. That was just a, and the fact that Donnie Ecker has had a lot of success after going to Texas. 
um, that was just too long of a stretch of too bad of offense for me to be like, yeah, they're they're a great group of hitting coaches when, you know, over in Texas, Donnie Ecker has led that team uh, to a really nice season, like amazing season offensively. <clears throat> so coming up in just a minute, speaking of hitters, which ones are worthy of bringing back in 2024? They're, they're going to have a lot of decisions to make with uh, tender versus non-tender and all that. And certain guys are coming back. Certain guys are free agents. So that whole discussion in just a minute. But before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle And level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, which I've done purchased myself from eBay Motors, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over, get this, 122 million parts to choose from. Uh, For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, as promised, we are going to get into more questions and answers. Speaking of like which hitters are worthy of bringing back in 2024 because they're going to have some decisions to make. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. Oh, yes, we'll be breaking down. I say this every single day, but it's just true. There's 16 games left. So, uh, yeah, they're all huge. A huge game in Colorado. Logan Webb on the mound. Chase, not Chase, is it Chase Anderson? A guy with just terrible numbers on the mound for the Rockies in Coors Field. You have such an advantage in this game. And so please, Giants, take advantage. Uh, Giants play the Rockies tonight at 540 Pacific. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So, next question comes from DP, who says, Who is worthy of keeping on the offense next year? Uh, Wade Davis, Slater, and Yaz had very good first halves, but have disappeared in the last few months. Jock and Craw can't come back. And relatedly, Juan says... Kind of far away, but how many guys do you see getting non-tendered at the end of the year? Yaz? JD? And so we're going to get into all the available options here for the Giants, including non-tender decision, uh, decisions. Preliminary, you know, it is early. But, you know, let's just say Jock Peterson and Brandon Crawford are, in fact, like pure free agents. And I, I could see a case for possibly bringing back either. I kind of said this last year with Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria. Feels similar to me. Like there's a case to be made when I said you don't have a clear shortstop. But man, you're right. Like Brandon Crawford, he'll be 30. He'll be 
36 going on 37 next year or is it 37 going on 38 it's one it's uh he will be 37 going on actually he's born in january so he'll be 37 years old for the entirety of next year and he's just regressed defensively and is has just been really bad offensively so i i do think it's probably brandon crawford's last year in a giant's uniform which is kind of crazy and It'll be fascinating to see what he does. Does he announce, does he do a Matt Kane and say, you know, just before the season ends that he will be retiring after the year? Does he do a Buster Posey and just announce he's retiring once the season's over? Or does he pull a Brandon Belt and just say, I want to keep playing and probably sign elsewhere? So that's a fascinating storyline for another day, I guess. But Jock Peterson, yeah, I mean, they gave him the $19.65 million qualifying offer, and he just hasn't lived up to it. If he performed this year like he did last year, I would say he kind of did live up to it. But he just, you know, he just hasn't been that impact bat that they had hoped he would be. He's been, you know, solid and a threat and not terrible, but... 20 million bucks for just a platoon DH who's not performing great is a lot and is a pure free agent. But I could see a case like for possibly bringing him back. It would be a much smaller looking contract. But I agree, uh, you know, we'll get to a question later about three moves that the Giants could make that to make them more competitive next year. And one of them involves signing a guy who would be a DH. And so... Therefore, I'm saying, yes, Jock Peterson maybe moves on and goes elsewhere. But he's such a central kind of part of that clubhouse chemistry. And if it's a smaller deal and you're not relying on him quite as much, and and I don't know, I could see a case there. I could see a case there. Michael Conforto has the right to opt in uh, to next year. He might not, given that the free agent market is weak. And he could possibly do better than a total of $18 million, which is what he would be making with the Giants next year. Hanniger is under contract for next year. So guys who are under these large contracts, like I don't see them cutting them loose. So I'm not even considering them. And plus, I believe still in the ability of Conforto and Hanniger, by the way. And then we look at, uh, obviously, Wilmer Flores is under contract. And then everybody else is either... Like you said, like arbitration eligible, so they could be non-tendered or even pre-arbitration. And so when I look at arbitration guys, I think J.D. Davis has definitely shown me enough. He's not a perfect player, but, you know, he has been a valuable piece of the puzzle for the Giants this year. Just the other day hit just the biggest home run, biggest hit of his Giants career, a three-run homer to tie that game uh, against the Guardians. And according to Fangraphs, you know, to me, like just the eye test, his defense has been much improved. He's known as like a bad defender, and I think he's been solid. Some of the numbers don't agree, but some of them do agree with me. And what I've seen is that he's been solid there uh, at third. And Fangraphs adds it up to two wins above replacement, which is about an average player in a full season. And we're not done yet. And so if he's just like an average player, then I think he's worth bringing back at the modest salary that he would command, probably around like six, six and a half million dollars. I think that he is worthy of bringing back. 
Austin Slater, I know he gets a lot of hate, but there's just no doubt in my mind that he's worth bringing back. Again, it would be a very modest salary, like four or five million dollars and hasn't been the best year for him. But like he's such a threat against left handed pitching, like arguably one of the best in the game, one of the best pinch hitters, maybe the best pinch hitter in terms of results of all time. If you look at the numbers, actually, he is if minimum 100 plate appearances as a pinch hitter. So he's definitely worthy of bringing back to me. Yaz, no question, also worthy of bringing back. He's he's having a good offensive season. Nice slugging, 481. He's been hurt a few times, but the power has come back this year. He's having a just solid season. He's a good base runner. He's a good defender. No question to me, he's worth bringing back. Uh, as an arbitration eligible player same with Lamont and same with Tyro there's just no question these guys are worth bringing back um other than that everybody's uh pre-arbitration and so you know I'm trying to think like Joe it depends on if certain guys are out of options like is Joey Bart out of options after this season I think I think he is and so he probably becomes not worthy of bringing back because he'd have to be on the roster all season or else uh, you'd have to DFA him. And so it might be time uh, where they make a move to like trade a Joey Bart because they clearly don't want him on the major league roster at all times. And yet he'd have to be next year. So that's kind of the main guys and everybody else, like for the most part can be optioned if need be, and wouldn't even be on that major league team. So hopefully I answered that question. Basically, like, there's not that many players who I, like, really strongly believe shouldn't come back. They don't have a choice with guys like Conforto or Hanniger. Conforto could opt out, but he could not. And in which case, they don't have a choice. And they're just not going to, like, DFA those guys based on the seasons they've had. They're going to look to make them improve and get back to the form that they had before these down years and you know look around the league like Carlos Correa 350 million dollar player that got cut down to 200 million but he is having a down year you know like elite players even have down years and so I'm not overreacting to one down year for someone like Mitch Hanniger when he has such a track record so coming up in just a minute as I promised those uh, three moves. I am now king. What three moves would I make to make the Giants more competitive in 2024? We'll get into it and do some rapid fire questions in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile, as we have seen. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send you your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies, where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones 
during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than uh, $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout at uh, on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Okay, here we go. We are going to get to more questions and answers and some rapid fire. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, breaking down a huge, huge, huge game one in Colorado. Logan Webb on the mound. I'm currently watching the Reds and Marlins. Those are huge games. The D-backs play later. D-backs lost yesterday. Uh, looks like the Marlins just, ooh, almost hit a home run but didn't. Not sure I'm allowed to describe the action. Anyway, uh, that's all coming up tomorrow. Giants play the Rockies at 540 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app Search Giants. And so the great uh, Vinny tells me that I am now king. Thank you, Vinny. What three moves would I make to make the Giants more competitive in 2024? So the no-brainer, slam-dunk, easiest answer of all time is that I'm signing Shohei Otani. Now, it is extremely significant that he has an arm injury, an elbow injury, that his agent said will require surgery. And so this, (laughs) this is what I'm talking about when I've said over and over that this guy is half pitcher and the Giants have their fears about pitchers, but... I think he's athletic enough that he could stop pitching and like play the outfield and that ultimately that may be the best move for him, even though it's so fun and exciting that he pitches and he hits like as he gets older, this is now he had Tommy John like three, four years ago, right? I believe. And now he needs another elbow surgery. It sounds like so, uh, but at the same time, he's going to reach free agency. So that's going to be fascinating how that news about his arm injury affects his free agency. But I think, you know, maybe it's a chance to get him at somewhat of a discount. It's going to cut into the money that he's making for sure. Because, you know, at least next year, he there's a chance, good chance, sounds like to me, that he probably won't pitch at all next year. And so he's only a DH and that cuts massively into the value, as I have said, on the hitting side, it's not that he's Aaron Judge plus, you know, Garrett Cole. It's he's a DH plus Garrett Cole or whatever. And so if you're just a DH, that is way less valuable than being someone who plays the field. But to me, he could just be Aaron Judge. And if you look at the Judge contract, it was what, 10, nine years, 360 million for 40 million a year. So that kind of sets the bar. But the people who are out there saying he's going to get like eighty million a year. I think that's insane. I just personally, I think that's insane and not going to happen because of what I just said. He's not playing the field on the days when he's uh, not pitching. He's just a DH, and that matters a lot. You're providing no defensive value when you're not pitching versus providing defensive value. Anyway, so. I'm king. I'm signing Otani. I, it's going to take a lot of money, obviously, but maybe less than it was before. 
And that's my number one move. I'm also trading for Tommy Edmond. That kind of solves my shortstop dilemma, but also the versatility of Edmond to be able to play the outfield, second base, third base, shortstop. He can play anywhere. And that's beautiful because maybe Marco Luciano breaks out and kind of looks like your shortstop of the future and the present. And you don't want to be locked into somebody that you like signed or traded for and be stuck in a position where you don't have room for a top prospect like Luciano. So a versatile player like uh, Edmund, you know, I, I don't think the Cardinals want to trade him, but I'm king, so I'm just taking him from the Cardinals. And then the final move, uh, I'm I'm signing a pitcher. And we've got Alex Wood's contract up, thankfully, at the end of the season. And... Uh, also, Jacob Junis is a free agent at the end of the season. And they've got a club option on Alex Cobb. Di Sclafani does have one more year on his contract. Stripling can opt in. Manaya can opt in for one more year each. So, and then you've got Kyle Harrison. So you can make a case like that they don't they don't even get a pitcher, a starter, like a like an impact starter because of all the arms they already have. But look. What did we witness this year? They had like two starters that they could count on for most of the season. And when I say two starters that they could count on, I mean two. they could only count on two guys. So they only used two guys. And every other game was, you know, openers and bullpen games and all that kind of stuff. So I am signing either Sonny Gray, who's like 34 years old. So, so it would be like a cheaper contract, but he's still cheaper and, and shorter term, which they like. It's kind of their wheelhouse is shorter term. Plus he played for the A's. And so there's familiarity with the area. So maybe that helps them get him. Uh, or I'm signing Blake Snell, who just has been fantastic the last two years. Really struggles with command, but the stuff is just off the charts. But Sonny Gray or Blake Snell, plus Edmund, plus Otani, that's my three moves. Next question, Kyle, where is the on-field leadership? So I don't know if this is like you're insinuating that they don't have it or you're just simply asking where it is, but I would say Patrick Bailey brings a lot of it. He commands a lot of leadership and respect from everyone on the field, but particularly the pitchers. I think they just totally respect and trust him at this point, which is amazing for a rookie. Uh, And then other guys, I'm... I think of Wilmer Flores as a leader. I remember like last year when Carlos Rodon kicked a bat into Tyro Estrada, Wilmer Flores like confronted Rodon basically. And so I think you're getting on-field leadership there. I res- I think a lot of the guys command respect. Mike Yastrzemski, Tyro Estrada, but mostly and then, you know, veterans like Hanniger and Conforto, they're respected as well. But but really, Wilmer and Bailey, those are the guys I'm going with. And yeah, Brian says, why does ownership love Farhan Kapler, Farhan and Kapler, and this uninspired and boring brand of baseball that the majority of fans can't stand? So this was a topical question when the question was asked like on Thursday of last week, right before the Giants went on and played an inspiring and very non-boring brand of baseball. So that's part of the deal is that baseball is a marathon. And for the first, you know, they struggled early, but then they got 
red hot. They were the best team in baseball for like two months. And then they were like the worst offense in baseball for two months. And then for the last six days, they've been great. And so when you combine it all together, I don't know that I would call it uninspired and boring, an uninspired and boring brand of baseball that the majority of the fans can't stand. But it it did feel that way a week ago. And so that just goes to show you. That's why I sometimes say, look, wait and see. I was asked a ton of questions last week, and I just said, let's wait and see how the season plays out before we jump to these conclusions. And so far, so good with 16 to go. They've got to continue to do it. But five and one since that time, since this question was asked and, and scoring a bunch of runs, defense has been a little bit sloppy, but winning games and scoring runs, hitting homers again suddenly. There's so many questions about firing the hitting coaches and all that, but like suddenly they're hitting great again. And so maybe they keep it up for the last 16 games and you believe again. Baseball's a really weird sport in that way, but I wouldn't say ownership's not happy. Like if this team fails to make the playoffs, ownership is not happy for sure. Like, and there's been a couple of reporters, Tim Kawakami and Bruce Jenkins, I think, who have kind of suggested with seemingly some inside information that there could be like a, a move made, like a firing, whether it's Zaidee and Kapler or just Kapler, if this team fails to make the playoffs. And so that'll be something to follow closely. But the idea that they love... They, I mean, they loved 100, 107 wins and they loved building towards the future and a future that involved a lot of winning. And so if the winning doesn't happen, ownership doesn't love it, in my opinion. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers tomorrow breaking down this huge game one in Colorado. Giants just have to continue to take advantage as we check in looks like the brewers have a chance to tie the game here in the fourth the tigers are beating the reds both of those things are are good um and the d-backs play later so all of that we'll be discussing tomorrow the state of the race the playoff odds and the giants game against colorado giants play the rockies at 540 pacific and you can catch every pitch of the giants hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search giants once again my name's Ben Kaspik. Check me out on X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you to, uh, in advance and thank you sincerely to those of you who have done so already. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again. <clears throat> Thanks again for listening today. You are now Locked on Giants.